The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi, this is Gwendolyn Galsworth. Welcome to the Visual Workplace. This is our weekly radio show where we explore and celebrate workplace visuality, letting the workplace speak. Every week we look at some aspect of that. We look at ways of embedding our operational intelligence into the physical landscape of work so that our intelligence is dynamically in place through visual devices and visual mini-systems and so the workplace can speak to us, can help us as an active partner in our performance, can help us get rid of the struggle, can help us chase down those information deficits and replace them with visual devices and visual mini-systems. And we reap the huge benefits of doing so. We enjoy ourselves at work and the company we work for makes more profit and also can deliver on time its products and its services to the waiting customers. This is the Visual Workplace. So welcome, and I'm excited to announce that today we are having our first real-time coaching show. What that means is we've invited someone to join us who is in need of coaching because he said so, that someone happens to be Clifton Dahl from Bobcat in North Dakota, and we're going to have him present what his dilemma is, what's going on in the visual workplace that is kind of challenging for him. And then I'm going to do my best to help him and me assess what's going on, looking at, looking at it more clearly, and come up with some ways of moving things forward. It might be an intervention. It might be some tasks to do. It might be just a shift in awareness. We don't know. I don't know. We're going to find out during the show. This is real-time coaching. So I'm really excited about this, and uh, I'm about to learn a lot about what's going on at Bobcat um, as it goes visual, and uh, we'll see if we can be helpful to Clifton as well. I'm going to introduce him more completely in a moment, but I want to say to you, if what, when you hear the show, this appeals to you, and you want to either raise your hand and say, hey, I'll, I'm ready for that, can, you, can we do it together? Send us an email ra- at radio at visualworkplace.com, or if you just want to send in your questions and uh, have us respond to them, I'm happy to do that. And if you want it to be anonymous, please don't mention my name. You'll write, please don't mention my name. I'm happy to do that as well. You may have a really nitty-gritty situation where there's a lot of politics or personality. You don't want your name associated with it, but you still want some some help. You know, the thing is, in this kind of coaching situation, the coach is somebody 
who has been in pretty much the same spot or a similar spot before, sometimes only slightly before the person who is struggling right now. So that's all it is, is coaching means you have a little bit more experience and you're willing to share it. And it means the person you're sharing it with wants you to coach them. I can't coach unless I'm invited because that's called interference. It's also called being rude. And I've tried that before. And that doesn't work on either side. There are no thank yous after that. So this is our first real-time coaching show. And today we're going to talk to Clifton Dahl, who is at Dosen Bobcat, a facility in Wapaton. Am I saying that right, Cliff? Yes, Wapaton, North Dakota. Wapaton, North Dakota. Yes. <laughs> Where the snow is finally melting. <laughs> and the topic is going to be his visual workplace implementation. He's going to also brief us on when he started it and why, and then how things are going and what his kind of challenge is. So, um, well, you know, the, 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 the title that Cliff and I chose for the show today was Stuck, but only until I figure it out. <laughs> that might be our permanent <laughs> title for our coaching sessions. I'm not sure. Stuck, but only until I figure it out. Here are the ground rules for the show. Very simple. There's just two of them. First, the person has to volunteer to do this. Own free will. If you're going to sit on something hot, if you're going to be kind of in the spotlight, you got to do it by choice. So you let us know, and then we'll have a short chat, and we'll see if we can line up. Okay? Second rule is... Clifton and I, the guest and I, have not conferred on this topic beforehand. This is going to be unrehearsed, off-the-cuff, real. And, but that doesn't mean that Cliff and I don't have a collegial relationship already. We do. In fact, he started about, I don't know, about a year and a half ago. He's going to remind me about that now. And we've been working on and off, but I don't think we've really spoken since last November. November, no. December, I think we wished each other Happy Christmas, and uh, that was it. But I called uh, about oh, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, how's it going, Cliff? And he said, oh, glump. <laughs> let's not talk about it. And I said, oh, let's do talk about it. I've been waiting for a chance to do real-time coaching. He said yes. So um, let's see. I want to welcome you, Cliff. I'm really delighted that you can join us today. Let's begin our conversation, and let us begin um, – by, and I want to say, regrettably, this is a pre-recorded show because I'm off someplace else uh, on this date of Aaron airing, June the 26th. But, uh, Cliff, can I give your um, email out? I think you indicated that. Yes. I, okay. Yes, please do. If I reach Cliff, it's just clifton.doll at dosen.com in case you want to do some personal follow-up with him. Clifton is spelled C-L-I-C-L-I-F-T-O-N, Clifton. Dot doll, D-O-L-L, at docent.com. And docent is spelled D-O-O-S-A-N, docent.com. So why don't you start us off, Cliff, and just give us a profile of Bobcat. And Bobcat has been owned by Dosen. That's why you have the Dosen title. I know that much. Please yes. go. Okay, thank you. Okay, well, thank you for uh, taking your time today to talk to me. And I, I know we're going um, to come up with some, some wonderful, unexpected things. <laughs> and uh, here. Let's hope so. Uh, Yes, yes. Um, I I work for Bobcat, right? You said that. And and the roots of Bobcat go back to 1947. We started as a company uh, called Melro. That was an ag equipment manufacturer. That's agricultural. Agricultural, agricultural yes. Uh, based in Gwinter, North Dakota, uh, which is about 50 miles west of where I'm at right now. Um, back in the mid-50s, there were two brothers, Cyril and Lewis, Ke- uh, Lewis Keller, 
in Rossi, Minnesota, which is about 50 miles in the other direction, uh, they were blacksmiths and machinists, and uh, they built a compact machine from scrap iron for a turkey armor, uh, turkey farmer. I'm sorry, who was uh, <laughs> yeah, who was having trouble uh, cleaning his barn. He had poles in his barn. He was having tr- trouble with his uh, tractor that he had getting around the poles, so he needed a smaller machine. Uh, and that was the f- machine that would eventually evolve into what you see now as uh, the Bobcats Kid Steer Loader, the white machines that you see uh, all over on construction sites. They're small white and orange machines. Um, so then in, in uh, 1958, uh, Melrose, Ingwinner bought the rights to that machine. And Ingwinner is where most of the Bobcat machines are made today. Uh, our market is, it's a worldwide market. We're the leader in compact equipment. Loaders, excavators, utility vehicles, uh, compact tractors, um, and and other machines too. You, you'll see them around. They're all white and orange and small, and so there and dozens and dozens of attachments uh, for all the machines. So the market's very diverse, and uh, we've got customers in in construction, rental, landscaping, agriculture, grounds maintenance, mining, government. Um, so uh, along the way, back in two thousand seven. Uh, Doosan acquired Bobcat, and at first, uh, there, you know, as far as on my level of, of the company, I didn't really notice much difference in my job until really just recently. Here, they've been very deliberate in in merging Bobcat's compact products with their Doosan branded uh, heavy equipment, and uh, so I'm, I'm sure it's it's uh, it's a delicate balancing act as far as uh, strategy goes, and and they've. But they've been, uh, like I said, very deliberate about it. And uh, every year since the acquisition, we've seen a little, little bit more of their efforts. Their goal is, is and our goal as a company is, is one Doosan. Um, they've implemented TQM in Asia and Europe, and we're just starting to see the beginning of that happening here. Great. So that's, that's the story for right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. yes. And, and thanks for the correction. It's Doosan, not Dosan. Okay, Doosan. I'll remember that. So oh. now, um, Cliff, tell us some, some stuff about your background, when you joined Bobcat, what you do, what's the scope of your responsibility? Okay, well, I've been with Bobcat for a long time, since 1988. I uh, started with the company in Bismarck, North Dakota, and I started as a janitor, and uh, working my, my way through just about every uh, hourly position on the floor and uh, took a salary job in 2007. And then when the recession hit, uh, the Bismarck manufacturing facility shut down and moved to, um, to very, the products in that factory moved to various locations. My business unit moved to Wapiton. Right at the end of 2009, we started production here in Wapton in February of uh, 2010. So my title is Lean Promotion Agent. Uh, really, my responsibilities are organizing improvement activities in Wapton, tracking uh, their success or, or failures, and, and uh, supporting, supporting the improvement activities also, and, uh, and then to share the best practices with, with other sites. And... Um, I really see it as boiling down to two categories. That's just learning and teaching. Everything I do should fall into one of those categories. I don't know if that's too vague or too uh, corny, but 
No, it's a good start. It. It's a good start. If we, we'll expand on it, if there's uh, if it makes sense. But right now, let's let your job be what it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. And now, give us a sense of what your production floor looks like, your processes, number of value add associates. Just give us a, a profile, so we can know what you're dealing with day to day. Okay. Well, we're, our facility is altogether about a hundred thousand square feet. Roughly about 70,000 of that is uh, used for production. Uh, we mostly do machining. Most of the floor space is taken up with machining. We machine hydraulic components for bobcat machines, hydraulic cylinders, valves, uh, other components for the machines. We've got four main products, the cylinders, valves, swivel joints, and track tensioners. Um, we've got about 90 value-add associates and 12 full-time salary support staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the building is in very good shape. It's um, it's less than ten years old, I believe. It used to be uh, uh, owned by 3M, so they built floppy disks here. And uh, so the lighting's really good. Building's air conditioning, air quality is very good. We don't do a lot of the uh, normal type of welding that usually causes problems with uh, with air quality. So it's a nice facility. Mm, good, good, good. So we're sliding into a break right now, Cliff, and everyone's. And when you come, when we come back, why don't you then begin to describe your improvement journey? And right after that, we'll get into what brings you here today. So we'll see you all in a minute. Thanks. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, it's Gwendolyn, and welcome back to The Visual Workplace. I'm here with Clifton Dahl from Doosan Bobcat in North Dakota. Did I say that right, Cliff? Doosan? Yes, Doosan. Doosan, yep. right. And we're having our first real-time coaching show. 
where in a moment Cliff is going to describe to us a kind of piece of stuckness that he's in, and we're going to see if we're going to be able to do something about it before the show is over, give him some ideas, and maybe map out some um, new uh, options. So right now, Cliff, if you would, tell us about your company's improvement journey, which you've mentioned you're really in charge of. You're in charge of the teaching and the learning. That's You said that was your job description. You're mm-hmm. the improvement guy. And just give us an idea of what that was and where Visual came in on your journey. Okay, and my scope really is is this site with that, so I don't want to misrepresent myself as uh, beyond these four walls i I'm not in charge of of that uh, of improvement at other sites but um, uh, what we've done now back in uh, actually when we were in Bismarck uh, early 2000s it, Bobcat started the lean journey and brought in uh, Shingazitsu and started uh, holding Kaizen events in 2002. Our sensei was Mr. Oba. I don't remember his first name, mm. but uh, it was Mr. Oba. Um, so at that time, I worked on the floor. I was a machinist. And I started volunteering for Kaizen events as soon as I had the opportunity. Uh, I liked the idea of being able to work on a team where there were people from different functions, different levels on the org chart, but uh, we all worked together as a team for that. And I and that was primarily the reason why I volunteered. But I really got fascinated right away with that and uh, and started to study it even when I was still on the shop floor and, and had the chance to lead um, a couple of Kaizen events on the floor, which it was a union shop and it did not gain me any popularity with the other union guys and I was leading events. But uh, And I didn't even realize it at the time. But anyway, because I was having fun. And the more I learned, uh, the more I wanted to learn, I uh, began listening to podcasts. One of them was uh, Mark Graban's podcast. And, uh, and I heard this woman on one of his podcasts talking about visuality. And I was really interested and really captivated by it because you went, uh, you went so much deeper than just the how-to's. Uh, you know the uh, step-by-step implementation talked about um, visuality, not just as that um, part of lean, but as as a language that that holds our knowledge and ho- holds it in the physical environment. It, it has the potential to, and uh, and so the impact is greater than just efficiency impacts, which which are awesome, and which is if that wouldn't happen. It, uh, if that w- wasn't a result that happened, there there really would be um, not as much of a reason to to implement the methodologies. But uh, there's the the psychological impact, re- uh, less frustration and anger and fear and and, uh, and more confidence. So that's what really intrigued me. Mm, mm. Well, that's I I actually didn't know that I didn't know <laughs> that we met through Mark. Um, uh, actually, he's going to be on the show in a couple of months, so uh, that's another f- great big feather in his hat. <laughs> so, uh, so then you decided to go further in visuality. You decided to launch an initiative. Mm-hmm. So uh, describe us that and then kind of move us into, um, at your speed, but lead us, mm-hmm. move us into what is the trouble right now. So paint us a picture of how you got started in this launch what happened, blah, 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 and then November, and now all of a sudden it's May. Okay. Um, 
one of the things, uh, one of one part of my job is to do uh, Kaizen leader training. And um, I immediately wanted to somehow bring your book. About the same time I started doing that, the uh, your, the yellow book came out, which is, um, you know, I, I, I'm so bad at remembering the title of the book because I always, in my mind, it's the yellow book. <laughs> I, I remember it. It's work, that ma- it's work that makes sense. And you got the 2010 edition, which we withdrew because we realized we needed a bigger format. And we, we released it in 2011 and actually 2012. So it was, it's called Work That Makes Sense, work Operator-Led makes sense. Visuality. Now I know. <laughs> okay. I, in my mind, it's the blue book and the yellow book. But, yeah. uh, so... So, you know, I thought I'll just integrate that into the uh, Kaizen leader training and everyone will be so fascinated with what Gwen has to say in this book and with the examples and of how people uh, just like them have made their jobs easier through uh, visuality. And uh, so that was kind of the first of many eye-opening experiences that didn't really happen <laughs> you know it's uh and and we we began talking right around that same time too and I, I realized that there's more to it than just telling people about it so um you offered to help which was awesome blew me away i couldn't, I, I couldn't how, how did we call did you see a, a webinar was it that you you tuned into a webinar and then you called me or you sent me a question or you sent me a picture <laughs> Back in Bismarck, um, we I called or I attended a, a webinar, and uh, you were kind enough to kind of hang out after the webinar and answer oh, some questions. Right. So we chatted a little bit, and uh, and so when I got the first time I got stuck here, um, I called you, and uh, and. and it just kind of went from there. You offered to help, and mm-hmm. and uh, so. Um, you pointed me in the direction with the material that you already had in place, mm-hmm. uh, your visual edge uh, packages. Okay, let me explain that part so people know, and then we'll get into So, um, Cliff got in touch with us, and you can tell what a, a sincere and um, good person he is. It came right across the telephone, and uh, I said to him, I didn't really realize you were with Bobcat. I just could feel that you were sincere and you needed a boost and I said okay Cliff here's what you need to do you need to find a little bit of money and get some materials because you can't teach this stuff you can't create a change unless you can show picture pictures that hold the change and then explain them to to you to the to people and you got I think a couple of our visual edge products which was about fifteen hundred dollars you got the introduction and then you got maybe the building blocks and mm-hmm. then you got another that had the borders and the addresses and then I said, just let's t- stay in touch every couple of weeks and let's get you launched. Because the fact is, you were not in a position to know how to begin and how to get started and what to look for in terms of troubleshooting. So we hung out for about seven or eight months where we would just talk about uh, once or twice a month and you would send me in 10 or 20 pictures. We would diagnose the pictures and everything was going along so well. You started one group. With maybe five or six guys in it, you started another group with five or six guys in it. You had done your basic training of this is visuality. Uh, the here's the building blocks of the thinking, and then here are borders. You lay down the borders, you lay down the addresses. That was November. All was well. You were chugging, and something <laughs> happened. 
So two weeks ago I called and and then you said, oh, things are not so good. What happened? And describe it to us in such a way that uh, you are truthful enough for, for, for us to understand what you think happened. And then let's start diagnosing and help you out. What I think happened, I have um, one, one person, one of the operators that was in the training that really um, showed a lot of interest, um, asked great questions, and, uh, and we started in his area. And um, beyond that, you know, as long as he was there and he, he's still working on that area and still wants to keep going, and that, that's the, the latest pictures I've shown you. And as long as I kind of had that partner on the floor, um, things moved along. I could, I could, um, we, we do the borders on the weekend nights. And we've got two maintenance laborers that work on weekend nights, and so everything's pretty much shut down. And so those—that's when those uh, two guys did the uh, borders. And so Kyle, the operator that works in that area, is Kyle the guy that's rowing, the the guy who's your partner? Yes. Okay. Yes. Kyle. Yes. Okay. And so I could uh, on. Friday, or I'm sorry, yes, Friday afternoon when these guys would come in to start their 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 night shift, which is uh, five to five. It's a 12-hour night shift on Friday, Saturday, and uh, uh, nights. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. Um, when they would come in, I would meet them. I'd have uh, a map drawn out of of the colors that go down this week, mm-hmm. um, and then. I would say if you have any questions, because they wouldn't be able to get to it that night, um, and their shift uh, kind of overlapped, or Kyle would actually stay a little bit later if he had to. So there was a little bit of an overlap. So uh, we would go out to the cell, talk to Kyle, and then I'd tell these, the, the, the maintenance guys that, that uh, you know, check with Kyle. Uh, he knows, he understands what needs to happen if you have any questions. Um, check with him. So we had this kind of nice partnership going. And Kyle was working the weekends. Uh, he he would work overtime on the weekends, so he would be there on Saturday. Okay. Uh, and that's usually the night they would do it. Okay, I got you. So, and um, so now that's you know we've got the borders down, and Kyle understands we're going to work up to the next level in his area. We're going to work up to the the from the ground up mm-hmm. to the workbenches and do the same thing. And he understands that he's great about it. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's really, I mean, this is another eye-opening experience, right? It, he's really uh, key in this implementation. Whether he should be or not, I don't know. You can, you can mm-hmm. uh, keep going. Tell me that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now in the other groups, of, okay, let me go back to that first group. Um, there were uh, everyone else kind of you know got it around the edges a little bit mm-hmm. didn't re- really understand it the way Kyle did as far as embedding a language into the physical environment mm-hmm. they understood as far as um, um, getting what I want out of it what do I need to know and what do I want other people to know about what I need to know, you know? <laughs> so, and we kind of got that far. Kyle 
something clicked a little deeper with him. And um, so I, I've learned that that that's uh, not everybody gets it like that. And I'm not sure where to go beyond that. Yes. Well, one of the things that you haven't done, you've described a situation, but what I'm not hearing right now and what I want you to focus on right now is what is the problem? You said to me when I called a couple of weeks ago, I'm stalled. I'm stuck. I don't know where to go next. Describe what the problem is because you're not saying you're, st- you're stalled. What you just said is you're learning. You've got eye openers. You understand the position of Kyle was very important. Other people aren't like Kyle. They don't see as deeply, but they're still chugging along. What's the problem? Because I'm not, I'm not hearing the problem articulated yet. Okay, so the problem in that case would be that I'm not uh, finding a way to um, communicate or to to help people understand and and uh, get that level of understanding that Kyle does, so that they can become partners and then they can uh, eventually take ownership of the of the implementation in their areas. So would I be wrong to say that you see right now the problem being that people aren't thinking as completely as Kyle? Yeah, that's that's my best shot at it right now, Gwen. Okay, well, um, we're going to go into a break, I, uh, okay. but I want to ask you a question before we do, and I want other people to think about this as well. How is that stopping you? Why do you see or think that that is stopping you? that other people aren't understanding visuality as deeply as you do or as deeply as Carl does. What is the evidence that this is stopping you? And I think that there's something else that you're seeing that you haven't articulated yet, but I want you to think about what is it that's there that's telling you that this is a problem. I want the evidence, the physical evidence that this is a problem. Okay, not just a, not just what you think, but because the visual workplace is a physical workplace, you will either see something in place that is a demonstration of the problem, or you will see something that is not there that is a signal to you, I got a problem here. So I want you to think about this, and we'll pick it up uh, right after the break. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, Cliff. This is most interesting. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. From the boardroom to you. 
Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, this is Gwendolyn Galsworth, and I am here with Clifton Dahl from Doosan Bobcat, and we are doing a real-time, our first real-time coaching session where uh, Cliff is bringing a situation to us that he needs help on. Cliff feels stuck. He can't quite get his arms around what the problem is. He's trying to articulate it now, and I'm pretty much requiring him to find words to say what it is that's troubling him. And uh, we'll see if he comes out with some words. Uh, Cliff, so I left you with that question. What is it that the, is the problem here? Well, Gwen, I love this about you. You've got me squirming in my chair, which you've done many times before, <laughs> if you could see this. <laughs> my, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's good. I appreciate it. Um, so the physical evidence, um, I can see where – I can see – Things that people have done through as a result of of what of the training that we've done so far. Um, I can see evidence of things that they've done to try to to try to implement visuality, and um, and it's focused mostly like like I said earlier on. Uh, on the the what do I need to know? Um, what do I wish other people knew? <laughs> um, but actually, when I go back to it and I'm picturing in my mind's eye what's missing, what's missing is the hit list, updated hit list. Ah, so you're saying what's missing is the focus that people focus. don't have a focus. Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't want to put words into your house, uh, into your mouth. Right, because we get to that point, and this happens with with other types of, of training too, where uh, that involve where where you want to get uh, people involved in things. You know, the first stage is kind of that air all my grievances stage, mm-hmm. and uh, and so then um, that the hit list kind of takes that and and helps people to prioritize those grievances and. Um, now, wait, are you talking about psychological grievances or information deficits? Information deficits is through this training. Um, it, it's always difficult, um, you know, when we talk about, I don't want to get too far off track here, but in, for this case, we're talking about information deficits, things that they, the information that they're missing um, and I believe we talked about this actually at one point during one of our coaching calls that um, people uh, like to jump right away to um, sharing information. This is what I, this is, you know, my supervisor doesn't know this about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you told me at that time to, to bring them back. Let's start with the what do I need to know. All right, so let's clear up for, in case people aren't following the language here. In the methodology, we have, it's eye-driven. 
What do I need to know? What do I need to share? The first thing you want in your implementation is for your operators to get control of their corner of the world. This will create for them a margin of safety, psychological safety, that will allow them to see more deeply into the information deficits and into their struggles. You do that for an operator in doorway number one, value-add associates. You do that by helping them implement the visual And the visual wear is implemented based on a protocol. And that protocol is a border and an address for everything that casts a shadow. And if possible, an ID label. You get that automatic recoil. And that's what you focus on in the first part. At the same time, in parallels, so you're following that protocol and you're getting that in place. And you're focusing and your hit list is there for people to say, you know what, in order for me to get borders around everything that casts a shadow, oh my goodness, I forgot my CNC machine, I forgot this uh, brazier over here, I forgot this tumbler over there, I'm just doing stuff that moves, so next time we have a blitz or next time I have an improvement time, I'm going to focus on this and I need a buddy or a couple of folks, we're going to map that out and then over the weekend, the maintenance guys are going to lay down the borders, we'll give them the colors. Okay, so fine. You do that as a trainer as a forced march. These are the requirements to create stability. So right now, I am inspired to tell you this, and I could be wrong, but I know that I'm not, Cliff. I want you to expand the definition of your job, the thing that you said before. You said, you know what my job is about? It's about learning and teaching. And I say to you, no, it isn't. That's an incomplete job description, and you're suffering from it right now. You can learn, you can teach, you can be well-trained, and you can be open. But what you have to do, because you named yourself as the improvement agent for this site, isn't that what you said? I'm the improvement agent, yeah? Yes. You are in a leadership position, and you have to lead. And leading, in my view, the way that you say leading for improvement is driving. What I see and what I and I'm beginning to understand this now because uh, in a number of different ways in our conversations back last year is that you have to decide to drive. I mean, you said you started as a janitor, and you moved up and became a machinist, then you got involved in Kaizen blitzes, and those Kaizen blitzes showed you there was a whole new world, a whole new way to use your intelligence, a whole new way to make a contribution at work and earn your living. And you loved it. But the next jump for you, my dear, is that you have to take on the, um, the burden of that. And that burden is you have to become a leader. And you have to really carve out and be much more um, uh, immediate in your analysis. I mean, this analysis that we're doing now because I cornered you <laughs> is something that really you might have given yourself a break over Christmas. But in January... You need to be able to look at the pace you are in charge. And I'm not sure we had this discussion, but I want to encourage you to listen to the podcast on this radio show that you're on now, Cliff, on the, uh, on the whole leadership piece. And it began in, in uh, January and it went on for, oh, through March. March 13th was the Barracuda Leader Visuality and Lunch because the Barracuda Leader is what you have to become. You have to look for lunch, and lunch for you is your next improvement, uh, your next improvement um, challenge. So, so the, 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 
what you're describing with these guys is what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, honestly, everyone, this is the way I talk to Cliff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being aggressive just because you're there. No, I'm too aggressive because no, I don't mean you, Cliff. I mean the other fifty-five thousand people who are listening in right now. I'm not being aggressive because you're there. This is my way. And with Cliff, I got to kind of knock him out of his, um, out of not his comfort zone, but knock him into a different understanding of what his responsibility is. Is that you? If you've got Kyle, and boy, are you lucky! You've got yourself a rower. And that rower is demonstrating to you what the horizon is by going after it because of his own natural and internal gifts, right? You got lucky. Sometimes you have to cultivate those rowers, and those rowers begin with the way John Pacheco did at United Electric with a border around a Raytheon coffee cup. And you celebrate that, and you take pictures of that, and you say, oh, boy, look at that. But you've got, you've got a very, very nice rollout going, but the missing ingredient is you. The reason why this implementation is not, you've got enough, is not chugging, is because you didn't exactly drop the ball, but you sort of went asleep. You mm-hmm. took a pause and you, you took the pause because you don't really know what your next step is. I'm giving this to you now. You have to drive this. And I'm going to give you three ways to drive it. You named one of them. You actively use the hit list. And everyone, the hit list is just a way for people as they go through the training to say, I understand that category of visual device and here's where I see the opportunity. Or I understand the need to know. And here's what I need to know. I want to work on a mini system that uh, gives me better feedback on my quality systems visually. And I want to, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but if you can give me a, a buddy who's slightly smarter than I am, we'll figure it out together. But I need something in my cell on quality, or I need something in my cell that helps me with the pacing because I'm always a day late on this stuff. And your, your plant hasn't really shifted to, um, to uh, to lean, you don't really have a true pull in place. Even though you worked with the Shingojitsu group, I I can see that by I'm looking right now at pictures of your floor, and it's just not there. Mm-hmm. It's just not there. So you what you have to do, uh, Cliff, is distill more what it is you want as an outcome, and what are your tools of choice. So you have the hit list as a focus point, and you need to actively use that. Number two, you have your rower, Kyle. And you should be spending special time with him to get him to break through into other categories of visual function, including need to share, so he can point the way. But I, I saw, Cliff just showed me pictures today of the visual wares the first time I saw it. And I didn't really need to look at it. But I want to let you know that those borders are pretty good, but they can go further. All that space in front of those machines is unidentified function. I don't know why there's so much. There's three foot of space in front of the machine. Maybe it's catching the drawers or the loading function, you know, but but you can get those borders to be much more uh, complete with Kyle because you sent me Kyle's area. I didn't know that was his name. So I'm I'm, I'm saying use the hit list, work with Kyle, 
but redefine yourself. You have to drive this thing. And the third thing you have to do always, always, always before every blitz, before every training, before every encounter, if you're coaching, is you have to do your homework. You have to go into that area and you say to yourself, what do I want to see next? And this is where you and many, many other good folks like you, Cliff, have a deficit because you don't work in a visual workplace. Therefore, you can't see where the visuality is yet either. And I'm going to suggest to you that you find a colleague up here on your level who will be your buddy and you have him sit through the training. Uh, you know, we have these, and Cliff, I'm very happy to offer these to you. Um, they are, I know, I think that you're a very good trainer now, but if you want the narratives, you know, the, the big screen webinars, I'll send you the passcodes and listen to those or start training somebody else who can be your buddy and then go around with your buddy who has an understanding of what visuality is. Send me an email on that. I'm leaving in the morning, so it'll take me a couple of weeks to organize that. But get somebody else who's your peer and you do your homework with them. And you say, you know, I need to see where this area is going before it goes there because I'm supposed to coach it to the next level. And only to the extent that I can coach it after now I've, you know, people have been trained Will those hit lists begin to reflect very substantive tasks, substantive changes? Are you following me? Yes. But, but you see what I'm saying is this is what I mean by driving. You have to be hungry. And don't you dare use Kyle as your excuse, his brilliance and his natural gift as, you know, other people aren't matching up with him and that's slowing me down. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, you know. You put it that way. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you know, you're smarter than that. <laughs> we'll come back after the break. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, it's Gwendolyn. 
we're having a good time today. We're in our final segment of our first real-time coaching session. And I do have the advantage because Cliff, Clifton Dahl and I do have a working relationship. And because I really love this guy, he's so earnest and his journey is so interesting to me. And because he has applied himself and he's gotten results. But I will tell you this, Cliff, and everyone else who's listening, this is where visuality stops for so many people. They get their first inroad. They get their first take. It's got great training, great training material. That's what I pride myself in. Great scintillating training material, full color, a lot of animation, a lot of reveals. People get it. They want it. And then it's up to the trainer, coach, driver. And if you aren't driving, if you're expecting people to just do it, you know what? You don't know what to do next. They certainly don't know what to do next. They don't know how to get themselves out of their little little uh, painted corner. You know, Cliff? Yes. So, so wait. I want to say one thing, and then I'm going to let you speak. We've got okay. just seven or eight minutes left. I wanted – just before the break, you said – you knew this was coming, but no. What a good coach does – and and – and it's almost impossible to teach. You just have to get it by doing it a lot, is I listen. And I listen for the assumptions that you make because my first line of defense will always be how does the coach, the trainer, the CEO see himself and what structure can I put into place for that see himself that identity to shift into something stronger, more powerful, more complete. That's my basic thing. Whether you're a CEO, I listen to the same thing. And when you said, here's my job description, teaching and lear- learning and teaching, I remember I said, you know, I'm going to hold that for a moment. But that was the first time that I've ever heard you say that. And it was the first indication of let me see because that looks like an incomplete job description and if he has that in his mind as all he's doing he's going to be in trouble and then you began to reveal the evidence and especially when you went over to Kyle as I can't get other people I'm sorry but this one was just a no-brainer so I want to stop for a moment and see if what I'm saying, because I have more to say, but if I've made sense so far, if it kind of makes sense to you, and if you see that maybe you can use it, please speak. Sure. And uh, you notice when I said that about the learning and teaching, that I asked you, you know, does that sound kind of goofy? And, you know, so something in the back of my mind must have been telling me that uh, that there's there's something to that. And so what you're saying about it is, is, uh, is sinking in. And I did I actually have listened to several of those uh, podcasts. I think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm about two months behind, but the, the mm-hmm. Barracuda leadership went off. I will go back to that. And, uh, and now when you repeat back to me the things that I said about Kyle, it, uh, it's uh, kind of embarrassing that I said that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not embarrassing. It's just evidence. It's embarrassing evidence. <laughs> But no, no, it was a very dear thing to say because you're respecting him, you're honoring him, you're saying, golly, jeepers, you've been so helpful to me, and the other people don't get it. That's the place where you need the tweak. If the other people don't get it, it's totally your responsibility. It's totally. I mean, you have to, and I, and I, I want to compliment you on your courage 
to simply go forth and speak convincingly about visuality, even though you haven't lived it yet, you are, are, you are sufficiently convinced that it is going to help people and help your plant for you to be, you know, pretty animated. And, and, and so, so, okay, you go on, please. I don't want to keep layering in stuff. Let's see how much you've absorbed or where we should go next. I'm not, this is not a test, um, Clifton. I'm not trying to kind of show off or, or anything like that. Go ahead, please. Okay, so then the leadership, I, I understand the uh, partnering up with someone else. Um, and, uh, and the leadership aspect then is going, to, um, is going to kind of spread out a little bit because, because this is um, – your methodology is, is kind of uh, particular to this site. Um, and so we have other types of lists and hit lists and things like that. And so um, I'm going to have to find a way to make sure that that, uh, that all of these things that need to get done that are coming up on the, you know, the top three uh, safety items and, and, and all these types of things. Um, Though, so I, because I don't want to overwhelm people with with a hundred things on their list on this list and fifty on that one. And 10 yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, go ahead. So I will find a way to do that, and I and I like the idea of bringing someone else and partnering with someone else to help to help do that. You know, if you read the methodology, you'll see the three legged stool. The middle leg of the stool is you. You're also the trainer. You're the coordinator and the trainer. There's always someone there who's a buddy. It's called the lead team. Someone to be a sounding board. Someone you can go to and say, oh, my gosh, I'm so stuck. Can you help me out? So you need that. We already know that. About the lists, look at those lists and see if there's an opportunity to double up, to piggyback. So it may be a solution for safety, but maybe it's also a visual solution. That would qualify for the visual workplace hit list. You know, just look to see if there's an opportunity there and say, hey, guys, I want you to look at these safety safety, um, uh, objectives that we have and tell me what you notice about them. See, you've done your homework. You look at that and you say, bingo, Barracuda leader. I have a way to piggyback. They look at it and they say, Cliff, what are you talking about? You're being goofy again. No, no, look at it. Look at it. What's my middle name? Visual. Clifton Visual Doll. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you think I'm talking about? And then you just, okay, I'm going to have to spell it out. There's an opportunity here for us to attack these safety problems through visuality. We can combine our hit lists so we can use our time more efficiently. What do you think, guys? Will you try this out with me? And then you try it out. You see, your learning has to be, how do I learn to be a better leader? How do I learn to integrate more completely? Because if I'm not doing it, no one on that site is doing it. I think it's remarkable that a plant of your size has designating an, designated an improvement agent, but you just have to change that word to leader because no one else is doing it. No, they are depending on you to do it. Even if they didn't spell it out to you, you have to see that's what the plant needs. And then you talk to your boss about integrating lists or pacing. So here's what a leader is in charge of. Leader is in charge of driving. That means you are... You need a horizon. A leader is in charge of pacing. That means you need to notice. Nothing has happened since November. I'm in trouble. Okay? You need to set out a pace. You need to keep the pace. You need to notice when the pace fails. Because who else is looking? Do you see what I'm talking about? Yes. I understand. Yeah. 
there are other things. You have to also give a valence. That's another part of being a leader. You have to give it a plus and a minus. So you have to give a lot of pluses out to those guys who are not yet Kyle. And you have to tell them what they're doing right and wrong and show them some fabulous, show them the seat and nameplate. I think it's in your group, the color-coded by country uh, system and say, I don't know, guys, look at that. I think there's something there for you. I think that that could work on our material placement. You have to do your homework. You have to do your homework. And that means you have to be intellectually engaged in this in a way that is different than you are now. You have to absolutely require if it doesn't, if you don't do it, Cliff, no one's going to do it. I stand completely at your disposal because I'm, I mean, I'm in your corner, but you got you to gotta do something and you got to be in touch with me. If I'm not in touch with you, you're in touch with me and you send me your 10 pictures. Remember, you promised to send me 10 pictures. I haven't gotten 10 yes. since September. So shame on you. You're doing yes. great. <laughs> we got to go. It's our, it's our, we're getting signals from Chad to come on, wrap it up. I've loved this session. I hope it's been useful to you, Cliff. I would like us to talk to you again in about three months. But Absolutely. for other problems, okay, you can be challenged, but be challenged in a new way. This is completely normal that you should be stuck in this way. If people are listening who are stuck in this way, they just got a mess of things that they can do to get themselves up unstuck and to join in the ranks of someone who is so noble and high, uh, high-minded as you and such a, just a great partner in bringing visuality to Bobcat. I want to thank you very much. I haven't given you any time to say anything. You take us out, okay, Cliff, and you just keep pattering away until Chad, Chad turns you off. <laughs> okay, well, th- thank you so much, Gwen. I appreciate it. Um, everyone out there, Gwen is, is a rock star with this stuff. And, uh, and <laughs> That's not what I want you to say. <laughs> That's, uh, I appreciate it. And I, and I can't come back on in three months and have the same problem. So I've, I'm, I've got some extra motivation there. Yeah, new and more interesting problem. Oh, this yeah. Very, very interesting. I loved it. And I think you're a rock star. Thank you. we got to go. Chad is uh, baring his teeth. Thank you very much, everybody. We had a great time. This is Gwendolyn and Cliff, and we're signing off. We appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening.